Hey folks, Steve Lewis here with Relevance for Today. Thank you for joining me today. I've got a deep message for you today and I may take two or three series, maybe a three-part series. Gonna be talking about grief and my journey, which just started and how it's affecting my life, but also it might be able to help you in yours. So with that being said, stay tuned. This one's important. Okay, folks, here we are today talking about a subject that is going to affect every one of us. It affects us in different ways depending on who it is, but we're going to talk about grief. Um, man, I'm probably going to be all over the place because I've got all kinds of thoughts going on in my head, but I want to just share with you guys from my heart. Um, I've got to make sure I've got some Kleenex here just in case I bust a teardrop. But uh, the bottom line is, as most of you know, my mother passed away March 13th of this year, 2019. And what I didn't realize is we were so busy, as some of you can relate to, and you're probably nodding your head right now. Uh, we were so busy, my wife and I, but more, you know, focusing on me right now, I was so busy that in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, when is the grieving process gonna start? And then I just kept moving forward with things. We had a lot going on. You know, my mother passed away, my wife and I went down, as I've shared before in, in other podcasts, we went down, come alongside my dad, be there with my sister, be supportive with my sisters. Um, also, my brother came and his family. I mean, we all came together as one. My wife's an amazing nurse, so she was able to do hospice care, the hospice team worked with her. They teamed up together. They got the job done. And they took care of mom. And it really pleased dad, especially in his situation, losing his wife after 54 years, which you still can't imagine being in his shoes. But what I didn't know was the effect it would have on me as the days went on. Because I was so busy running ahead of it that I never sat down and actually focused on me, focused on mom and my relationship with her and how I was going to, how this whole grief thing works because it's different for everybody. Many of you have lost loved ones. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I had no idea. I didn't know there were rules to grieving. I didn't know you, you're not supposed to stay busy. We made some big mistakes, um, but they were all with the right heart, which is key. And I want to share something important with you. Um, a sister in Christ of mine, her name is Jessica Brody. Uh, she's also an author, amazing messages online. Um, she also does blogs and things like that. She does an amazing job and reaches a lot of people where she's at online as well. We're all a part of an amazing uh, Facebook group called Kingdom Shares, where we share the word of God, we share messages with each other, which we in turn support one another and share each other's messages to get them further out around the world. Well, she mentioned something about grieving in a short video, which then sends you to her blog. But she said something that was key for me, and I just heard it last week out of her mouth. She went to a symposium, and at that symposium, she actually heard someone say this, and it hit me like a brick. And here's what it is. 
Jessica said, grief is like a bill. It's not going anywhere until you pay it. And I read that and I thought, well, what in the world is that supposed to mean? And I went to her blog and read it and I thought, oh my word, you know how it is with bills pile up and eventually people come collecting and knocking on your door. Eventually you're going to have to pay that bill. Well, the same thing with grief. If you take grief and you tuck it back here on the bookshelf somewhere, eventually you're going to be sitting down one day or you're going to hear some music or something's going to happen. You're going to keep letting it pile up and pile up and pile up, which is what was starting to happen to me. And then bam, you're going to get slammed. And when you get slammed, as some of you have already, it's no fun. So you need to realize that you need to take the time for the grieving process to start and go with it. Just let go, especially as men. You know, you feel a tear getting ready to bust out of your face. Let it bust out of your face. Don't be so manly that you hold back tears. There's nothing wrong with a man crying and showing his true feelings. So keep that in mind as well. Um, for me, we came back and then we've had our daughter and our grandson living with us for a year. And then they ended up moving away a few a month later or so. There was just so much. It just kept piling up. So for me, we've traveled all over the world for years uh, with my father's job and then of course me being in the military and so forth. So after you leave people over and over and over again, it's almost like you be, it's a coping mechanism where you just put it in the back, store it in a chest somewhere out of the way. And uh, eventually it comes back when the chest is so full that it, it blows up. But for me, we came back. Then we just said goodbye to our daughter and grandson who just moved out and moved to a different state. And so all this stuff was going on. And then we broke a couple more rules, um, which we had the right heart. Uh, when we moved up here to Maine, my wife, we moved back up here because my wife's father got sick with cancer. He passed away in 2002, but we were still in Missouri. And of course that was 17 years ago. So I was a lot younger. And what happened with us was her and her father were really close. I had moved her away. She'd been gone from her family for 10 years. And as soon as I found out he had cancer, I said, that's it. We're packing you up. We're getting you back. Lord, help us get back. Boom. We just went, we got her home. She was able to spend six months with her father and he passed away. Well, then we stayed here. Then her mother passed away in 2014. And of course I'm running the food pantry up here. I've run that for 12 years. And so a lot of things were going on. And then what happened when mom died is my wife was offered a position that she wasn't even looking for. And she wanted to return the favor to me. So mom hadn't even been passed away for a month. It was just days. And my wife, out of the kindness of her heart, wanted to bless me and say, hey, well, let's move you back to be near your dad. And so, of course, I thought, well, hey, that's fine because I've been having some feelings. I know it's been 12 years of running the food pantry. I knew God was moving me into a new season with podcasting and things like that. So I was ready to step away from the food pantry and pass the mantle on to someone else. But this whole time all this process was happening, we never stopped to think about grieving. All we're doing is just planning the next step without really planning it correctly. We were going on emotion. 
you know, even my dad had planned on moving to a different apartment and he had said, no, I shouldn't move and make any drastic decisions. I need to stay where I'm at and focus. Well, I wasn't paying attention. So of course, when my wife brought that up, now we were talking about her changing her career after 20 some years, jumping into a totally new career, selling our home, which we're gonna own here in, in, in a few years, and just totally just make decisions that we shouldn't have made so soon with mom's death and while we're still in the grieving process. So that was a big mistake for us, you know, and, and uh, our hearts were in the right place. You know, we told people, you know, I told dad and uh, we got everybody's hopes up and then the grieving process thing started happening. And then one thing led to another. God showed us some things with the, with the job and all those kinds of things that really woke us up. We had people praying for us, not only up here, but I had a couple of friends who are ministers that were praying out of state because I didn't want any selfish prayers where people would want to keep us in one location. So the end result was after people prayed and then I fasted and prayed and seeked the Lord for guidance, which we should have done in the first place. Come to find out, we broke first two rules. And I'm telling you this too, because I don't want you to make the same mistake we did. Once again, our hearts were in the right place, but we were running on emotion. Guess what? We just learned a new thing. And I'm hoping that some of you know this already, and you're probably nodding your head saying, yep, went through the same thing. But we were running on emotion. We had no idea that the first two things they tell you when it comes to grieving is, or these are some of the things they tell you, never change careers, never sell your home and go and start over somewhere without taking the time to grieve. Um, it, they say on different places I've read online and, and um, heard from different people that they tell you to wait six months to a year before making critical decisions like that because that can affect your life. So once we realized what we had done, then it was, oh my word, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I should have thought before I said yes. I, you're having all these thoughts racing through your mind. I'm gonna break dad's heart. Oh my gosh, what have I done to my dad? You know, and but if you remember correctly, when I did the love movement teaching, I shared about dad and how dad had so much love for mom that he let her go. This is that same man. So once I calmed down and stopped having a little bit of a panic attack, so to speak, feeling like I broke my father's heart by now having to turn around and tell him we're going to stay in Maine, I calmed down, prayed, called dad, and then he ended up calling me back a little later on and we started talking and we talked it out. Uh, my sister also shared some things on, on the job situation and things like that to give us advice. And of course my wife had feelings. My wife also had feelings that she wasn't unsure about with the new career change, but she didn't share them with me because in her mind, she was wanting to bless me and get me home to be with my dad. So there was a lot of things going on in this whole process where we weren't taking the time to grieve. We were just running on emotion. Um, the end result is I called dad and talked to dad and we had a good chit chat. And of course, dad reassured me. I mean, he told me on the first phone call I made to him, he said, son, no matter what you decide, I still love you guys. 
I love you guys no matter what you decide. Of course, that put me at peace. It was like, whew. Oh, I don't want to carry all these extra burdens with all this stuff going on. And so for me, what I didn't realize is all these things are piling up on me. So then that's when I fasted and prayed the other day and then seek the Lord, talk to some friends. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're talking things out with other brothers and sisters in Christ, you end up hearing your answers as you're talking them out and they're just listening and giving an insert here and there. And so it worked out really good. Um, I call, I, I sent dad a message and just told him I loved him. Later on that day, he called me and said, Hey son, I'm sorry I missed your call. And then we started talking about grieving. And I shared with him, I said, I didn't realize that we broke the first couple rules in, in the grieving process. We started making decisions that we shouldn't have made. We were acting on emotions and we weren't thinking. And that's when dad said, you know, hey, son, you probably didn't hear me when I was saying the same thing that I was going to move into a different apartment. But I decided to stay where I was at and stay focused and go through the grieving process. And so we had a great talk about grief. He shared some things with me. In fact, he gave me a website link. Um, it's called Grief Share. And someone also told me about it on uh, Twitter as well. It's called Grief Share. Uh, you go online, you go to Grief Share, I believe that's the name of it, and if I'm wrong, I'll put it up here for you. You go to Grief Share, and you can sign up for a subscription where every day they'll send you an email with a grief passage, there'll probably be some, some uh, biblical scripture in there and so forth, and to really help you get through each day. There's tips, there's all kinds of things in there, and uh, it, it really helped. Um, so I subscribed to that. Dad and I had a really good chat. He put me at peace, told me no matter what, I love you. And uh, I'm planning on going down to visit him. So in fact, he'll be on a couple of my podcast shows coming up in June because we're going to do some recordings together. I'm going to go spend some time with him and have some father-son time. So I'm looking forward to that. But in all that, I want to share that part with you about that's the strong warning. Don't make drastic decisions when you're in the grieving process. Even if you think you're not in the grieving process, you lose a loved one, sit down somewhere and be still. Be still. Very important. I also want to read a passage of scripture today. Let me throw my glasses on just in case. I want to read to you folks out of Ecclesiastes. And many of you are going to know, I'm using my tablet today, but it is uh, the New Living Translation, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 5, a time for everything. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather. And I'll stop right there. It, it goes on and I encourage you to read the entire chapter. But the key one is verse four, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve. What am I learning right now? This guy is learning about the grieving time. But in order to learn about it, there's no book. I mean, there's plenty of books out there and things like that, but there's no 
book that's catered to me and you and whoever else is watching. They're, we're all different. So it's going to all work out differently for us. You know, for me, it's going to be getting up every morning, taking the time to get into the word. And I'm definitely going to be doing my relevance for today podcast for sure. I definitely know this is my new calling, stepping into this and getting serious about it. And the doors have been opening for me to reach folks all around the world. But I also realized that I was coming to a season with the food pantry, which I'm stepping away from, but there's going to be another food pantry in town. Thank God for that. And now that I'm not moving, eventually I'm going to step in and volunteer from time to time. But the one thing I'm learning is don't get so busy that you lose yourself. And it's easy to lose yourself. And I'm talking to you folks out there because I know this is for me as well. It's easy to lose yourself when you're so busy just like my brother Paul say it, brother Paul, I love you, man. I called him yesterday and had a good talk with him because he lost a close friend to suicide recently. And he couldn't believe it because he saw him the day before. And I had to talk to him about not doing what I did, which was get so busy. I mean, we went from mom passing away, my daughter and grandson leaving after being with us for a year, planning on moving, starting to figure out what we're going to do about the house and getting things lined up. And we never stopped. And I went straight to the food pantry, started working on closing the food pantry down and doing our last give out. And it went on and on and on. And what was happening is the way I explained it to some friends of mine was it was as if I was running unconsciously knowing I was doing this, I was running just a few feet ahead of all the stuff that was following me. I had mom's death missing Samantha and, the, and Xavier. You know, all these things were piled up behind me, just coming, and I was keeping just a few feet ahead. And what would happen eventually is if I didn't stop when I did, eventually I'd have kept going and going, the pile would have got bigger and bigger, and when, that, when I finally stopped to realize what was going on, that would have slammed me. And who knows what would happen. I know people have had nervous breakdowns and the whole nine yards. But you have to remember, just like I told Brother Paul the other day, take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Take time to slow down. Especially if you're in a profession like my wife's a nurse or me with the food pantry, helping people all the time. Paul Saya is prayer ministry. People call him. What do they want him for? They want to call him because they want him to pray. You know, what is the nurse doing? Nurse is always taking care of people all the time. Food pantry, same thing. You're taking care of others' needs all the time. What happens is you're so busy taking care of everybody else that you push yourself to the side and you forget about yourself. And you're so focused on all these things that you have to do for everybody. And you're ending up losing yourself. And if on top of losing yourself, there's grief involved, you're going to be a hot mess. And that will come being stressed, depressed, being a hot mess, you know? So you've got to remember to take time for yourself. Don't feel guilty if you take a whole day and do absolutely nothing. It's okay. You're allowed to do that for yourself. Um, many of you are hearing the sound of my voice. You've lost a loved one recently, or even if it wasn't recently. Grief doesn't have a time stamp. It doesn't mean you lose someone in 2001. It's okay. Because in 2003, the grieving's over. No, you think about them all the time, and it's good. It's healthy to think about your loved ones like that. You know, you can't blame yourself for someone being gone. Love on them. Um, I started reading about grieving, 
And so I did a, uh, I've got uh, the U version Bible on my tablet. Many of you have the U version on your phone. It's a great Bible app because you can go through and there's different plans you can read about. I started reading a grieving plan and I actually just went through the whole plan. It was an eight day plan. I just read the whole thing in a day because I really wanted to learn about the grieving process so I would know what not to do in this whole process. So it's a learning lesson. It's a learning lesson for me. I'm hoping what I'm sharing right now is helping someone out there because once you sit down and realize, oh my gosh, I'm breaking the rules of grieving. I'm doing this, 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 and this. I haven't stopped. In fact, the last day of give out was the other day for the food pantry. And I had to stop myself as I was sharing with my group. I was sharing with them, okay, but since the food pantry is closing, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do my online ministry, but I'm also going to want to do teaching Bible studies to men like I was before and taking guys out to do visitation. And as soon as I started saying those things, I had to stop myself and said, nope, stop it. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on online ministry with relevance for today, but I'm not stepping into any other commitments until I am ready because it's gonna be so easy to step into more things and the busier you are, the less time you have to think of your own thoughts. And then when your own thoughts start creeping in, you know, you start thinking about mom and mom laying in the bed and the different things that had happened. And then, but if I go out here and stay busy, I'll focus on other things. It's like, no, face it. Just like Jessica Brody said, you know, Grief is like a bill. Eventually, you're going to have to pay it, so deal with it. Take your time. I'm not saying deal with it like suck it up, deal with it. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying take the time to deal with grief. If it takes you 20 years, so be it. Take your time to address it in your heart, in your mind, in your soul and spirit. Just, Lord, you know, I miss mom. I love her. She was the best. I want her to be proud of me think about her. You know, I keep them in my Bible. I have that picture of mom and dad in my Bible at 1 Corinthians 4, 4 uh, 13, 4 through 7. It talks about love. You know, when I look at my parents, that's what I think about. I think about that chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self. You know what I mean? All those things I think about and I keep that in there. So when I open up my Bible in the mornings and I make sure I focus on those scriptures, there they are. There's mom and dad's face. You know, so I just wanted to share that today. I am going to do a part two of this and probably a part three because I'm taking on a journey myself and I want to take you with me. And so I'm learning new things every day. I'm looking forward to going down and hanging out with my father and we're just going to have some father son time. And we're just going to enjoy each other's company. We're going to get in the word. Of course, I'm going to enjoy my sisters as well and cousins and so forth. But I'm focusing on dad. And we're going to even, he told me the other day, he uh, signed up for a grief counseling session. I guess there's going to be a group meeting and it's in June. So it's going to be perfect because I'll be there. And he talked to them and they said he, I could, I could come with them. So I'm looking forward to doing that. It's going to be great. And, uh, to get to do that with dad. And, but the main thing is I want you to know what I'm going through. And I know I'm not the only one going through it. Take time for yourself. Don't blame yourself for your loved ones being lost 
or whoever it may be, you lost a friend, don't blame yourself. Like I told Paul Sayer the other day, do not blame yourself at all. Just because you saw him one day before that, you, you don't know what was going through this person's mind, you know, when it comes to suicide and things like that. The bottom line is take time for yourself, take time to grieve. If you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. Don't be ashamed to talk to someone. Don't be ashamed to cry. Um, I've, these are things I've learned. If you start crying, let the tears flow. If you're playing a song and you start tearing up, keep playing that song. Don't just shut it off real quick and wipe your face. Let the tears flow. Let the grieving take its course. Keep your head up. Let people know what's going on. Don't bury it in the chest somewhere. Stay focused. So with that being said, I, it's time to pray. Uh, thank you folks for listening to me today and watching the video. Um, like I said, this is a process, but I wanted to take you with me and, uh, and share some things with you so that you won't end up making the same emotional mistakes that we had made, you know, and thank God, you know, dad's loving. And it was, you know, for him it was like, son, I understand, you know, take your time. Do what you need to do. You have to live your life. And that is true for all of us. We have to live our life. We have to be careful because sometimes we can take everything and sell everything we own and move somewhere. And, and we may not even be happy where we're at. And the person will tell you, don't move here because of me. You need to make sure you're moving for the right reasons. Or you make sure you're selling your home for the right reasons. Or changing jobs. Don't just change them because you lost a loved one. And you think by doing these drastic things, it's going to make the grief go away doesn't work like that folks so with that being said time to pray so heavenly father i just thank you so much for what you've done for my wife and i in this grieving process for what you've done for me and how you've opened up our eyes to realize that we were running on emotion and that we needed to slow down and take each day as it comes heavenly father thank you for opening up our eyes to the situations that we were going to be stepping into and um Lord, I just thank you for my father and my mother. All the love she showed us while she was on this earth is going to continue on in our hearts. And strengthen my dad out there, Lord. Strengthen dad, protect him, and keep him safe. Such an amazing man. An amazing man, a great mentor, a great father. Helped me to be the man I am today, and I thank you for him. And Lord, I ask you to bless each and every individual out there, including myself, who's going through the grieving process. Help us, surround us with people who are going to be comforting, loving, knowing the words to say, who are going to help lift us up and build us up and strengthen us for that support team that we need. Bless all those, Lord, who've lost loved ones. Protect them all. Give them peace as well. We thank you for all the blessings. I thank you so much for this opportunity to share today my heart. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. There you have it, folks. The grieving process. It's not easy. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to smile. We're going to share memories. We're going to not be afraid to look at photos and reminisce about the amazing times we had. But we are going to take the time out to focus on ourselves and allow the grieving process to happen to also get around other people who've been through the same thing who've made it out of that or who are successful and still going through it get in groups there's a whole bunch of information out there on how you can just 
go through the grieving process in a peaceful, loving way, a healthy way, not an unhealthy way like when I started, piling everything up so high and, and putting it all in the back burner until one day you just all of a sudden, thank God I didn't have that day where all of a sudden I just blow and don't realize why I'm angry or crying or whatever's going on. Thank God the Holy Spirit showed us. So thank you for that. Thank you for that Holy Spirit showing me the grieving process that I need to allow to take place in my life. So with that being said, there you have it, folks. God bless you all. I love you all. Subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. Take care of yourselves. Peace.